Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everybody? This is Bam Erickson here with Power After Buzz TV for Season 5, Episode 9. And that's Michael. Sorry about that. Uh, Power Season 5, Episode 9. There is a snitch among us. Woo! Great episode. Number one, we got the writer-director of that episode, Mr. Gary Lennon, is in the building. We're going to be talking to Ty Jones, who plays the character Agent Donovan, and Tommy killed his father. Mm. Let's go! You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Big rich town. Hey, don't you feel it? Come on, Joe Don't Junior. you feel I just it? came from the poorest part. Hey. We back, baby. We back, baby. Come on now. We talking Where's power. Where's your spotlight, sir? We, we talking power. On? Episode 9. Hey, no, the spotlight is right here, though, okay? Okay, the spotlight is right here. What's up, everybody? Um, I'm Bam Erickson. Hey, and I'm Jimmy V. I am your girl, Robin Ayers, and as you can see, our co-host, Jill, she's not with us today. Hello to you, Jill, but we have someone extra special sitting in her seat today. You guys, this episode was amazing, and you already know that, largely in part due to this guy here. Family to us, Gary Lennon, the writer and director of episode 509. Whoop, whoop! Whoop, whoop! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> and joining us live on Skype from New York, he plays Agent Donovan. Please welcome Mr. Ty Jones. Hey! hey! What's up, Ty? Wow. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Okay, so I have some questions for you. Um, so we start off uh, with the task force as they're watching. They're watching the Channel 12 News Report on Kane and Stark uh, by anchor Anika Pergamont. And so the police are, are um, they're trying to, you know, they're talking about the investigation and, and things breaking down and so forth. And then there was something that I noticed that, there was something that I noticed that Donovan said after Monk said he murdered four cops uh, in, in cold blood when confronted with his guilt. And then Donovan says... Look like a goddamn confession to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you guys have you guys noticed that ever since Donovan went off on Ghost at the trial last season, he has his hood side to him that sometimes kind of comes out. So I wonder, is the hood side really him? Mm-hmm. And the nice guy, is that kind of the facade? Because he seems like he's very irritated right now uh-huh. with what's going on with this task force. So I just kind of wonder, who is he? Is he the guy who we saw when he went stone cold off? Well, right. usually that's the part, you know, when somebody pushes you to that level, that's mm-hmm. usually who mm-hmm. you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I definitely think so. But yeah, that's a good question, man. Yeah. What also, you think, too, Jimmy? he did help out. Angela and yeah. he did give her the two piece like hey watch it back <laughs> yeah. they're actually coming so I'm I'm trying to find out too <laughs> what do you have to say about that Mr. Jones so I, I think um, I think the way that things are unfolding in, in season five is that you know everyone sees what you appear to be mm-hmm. but really know what you are and we're starting to really see with Angela who she is what she is what she's made of 
Um, and I also think things are starting to unfold with obviously with other characters as well, too. But, you know, strictly within uh, the department in which I'm, I'm working in, uh, there are things coming at me uh, from all sides and all angles. And, and, and I think that in the back of Donovan's head is that, uh, you know, Sandoval came to my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, even as a man, to think that my daughter was there. Yeah. That something could have happened to my child. I mean, so all these things, um, I think, are part of the, the makeup of, of Donovan. And, um, and I think uh, when you have someone like, like Angela, who I think as a, as a character and the way that uh, 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 Leela plays it, I mean, she's a master manipulator. She's she's also a diplomat too. You know how mm-hmm. uh, she uses folks to get what she needs, and mm-hmm. and and then in some respects, she does the same thing with Donovan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that there is also a little bit of value in playing the long game, and I think that any sort of government official loves to do that. You know, on on the on the really truly <laughs> simple side of it is you know getting that pension, you know going fishing. But, you know, you need to play the game. And I think that there comes a point for, for Donovan where he's like, all right, hold up. Um, we need to reexamine what's going on here. I, I feel like I need to take a certain course. I, I'm trying to keep a measurement of some sort of integrity over here as well, too. But things aren't adding up. And I think that that's where think, we're starting to see things unraveling. And, um, and, and again, I know nothing about what's happening um, after season five. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know it's going to try to get it out of you. You know Ben was going to. Uh, but I have a quick question for you. Yeah, sure. Uh, Ty, so what, you know, we were discussing here in the studio, what about um, Donovan feels some sort of, um, like, you know how you feel like, maybe we felt like Donovan owed Angela for watching out for him? Yes, yes. Well, I think, uh, what was it, 07? I think I think that allegiance is gone. You know, sometimes <laughs> self-preservation kicks in, you know? Yeah. I got to look out for myself now. Right, you know I mean? right, yeah. You know, so I think there was, and uh, and I think there was a, a level of allegiance, all be, too, not just because what she did for me, I think that there's a part of him that's like, she might be getting railroaded. I, I don't think Donovan's a big fan of Cooper Sacks. Oh, my you gosh. That there's some, um, how should we put it, some... Um, uh, uh, microaggressions, maybe mm-hmm. some racial microaggressions yeah. as well. Too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little saucier, and um, and and I think uh, all of those things have an, have an effect, and they and they. So so I don't think he was just blindly, you know, uh, uh, on her side. I actually think that he thought that okay, th- th- I I think that she's being played a little bit. Uh, 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 there's some aggressions for, about her being a woman, um, mm-hmm. and I see the aggressions about me. The little jokes about, uh, you know, the Christopher Darden jokes, if y'all remember mm-hmm. that last yeah. 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 So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to play that a little bit like, you know, I, I, I'm going to watch this motherfucker on my side. You want to bring that out to me, sex? Let's do it, baby. Mm-hmm. So, it. You know, I mean, I think that's a little bit of that. But I think 07, basically, or maybe it was 08. I forgot which episode it was. I think it was 07 yeah. that uh, he basically said, look, you know what? I don't know you a goddamn thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I think have a- that natural human reaction about self-preservation yeah. at this point. Uh, I, I, have, I, I have a question because <clears throat> what uh, what frustrates me is when when, when all you guys in the task force are, are, are having meetings and conversations, particularly yeah. the one where Blanca was in there when they were trying to tell her, 
Tasha, the, the story, she was not it, like it they, were, they, they were trying to tell her the story checked out and ta- and you know Blanca because she's so set against mm-hmm. what she believes. Um, I felt that Blanca, Cooper Sacks, John Mock, they're all undermining and they're all being disrespectful to Tamika. What are the rank positions? Because I just think that if Tamika's in charge, T- Tamika is in charge, right? Tamika is in charge, yeah, because um, Blanca is uh, NYPD, so okay. she's not part of the feds. Yeah. yeah. So I feel so. It always seems it always seems like it's Tamika in the. It seems like Donovan's in the middle. Tamika's on one side, but Cooper and Sex they're playing like these high school bullies that are trying to get everyone to to play their way, mm-hmm. but. That's why I wanted to know what are the rank positions because if Tamika is ranked the highest, why are they being so effing disrespectful to her? Well, I mean, I, the, the history is that they, you know, uh, Sachs is sort of, he's sort of a douche a mm-hmm. little bit, the yeah. way he plays everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, she's in charge, but he's always trying to, you know, step a little over the line mm-hmm. and he's seeing how far he can get. Yeah. And I love what Jerry said about the idea of, I mean, like who you are and who you want to be are two completely different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're working with Ty... Uh, and and um, oh, I, uh, you know, I was based on his name, Sachs. Okay. Uh, um, Shane. Shane. Thank you. Um, yeah. When you're working with actors like that, you give them dialogues like that one line that you just had, and you let them roll with it because you know Ty has created a backstory for Donovan that will influence his performance, mm-hmm. and so if he does something. You know, actors like him need very little direction because mm-hmm. they made a decision. If something's not right, you'll sort of tell them, mm-hmm. but. Um, when you're working with people like Ty who has so much experience, a great theater actor as well, as you trust that they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of theater, I happened yeah. to visit uh, Ty in New York this summer um, for his play um, that he had down in Harlem at the Marcus Garvey Park. I know the play has ended, but can you just tell them a little bit about it? And then do you have any other plays that you have coming up with your theater company? Yeah, well, uh, the play was Antigone by mm-hmm. Sophocles. I, uh, I played Creon. Thank you, Bam, for coming. It was great to see you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I did, a uh, lot. I am the artistic director of the Classical Theater of Harlem, and the way that we choose plays is is general. Is general, we take a temperature of what's going on in the world. So Antigone is, uh, you know, Greek plays on the whole uh, is usually uh, about or usually has one group of folks who really truly believe something, and another group of folks who really truly believe mm-hmm. something. They clash, and mm-hmm. then somebody dies. That's wow. kind of how Greek plays goes. And, and I think uh, the conversations that are having today, political or otherwise, are ones in which I feel that there is one side who really believes, yes. maybe, maybe even um, uh, uh, almost in a, how should I put it, in a, in, a, in a, almost in a religious way, they believe something. And the other side, same thing. And there's going to be a clash. All I'm saying with having this produ- production of Antigone is that how do we make sure that the conversations keep going so we don't get to that point? That, that's what I love about that play. Uh, so what's coming up next for us is that uh, we had the good fortune that Lincoln Center Education uh, reached out to us. Um, they saw the play, loved it so much, and actually want us to transfer it uh, to the George Lynch Theater at John Jay uh, in October. So that's what we're doing. Wow. We're nice. Congratulations. Congratulations on that. And then the, uh, for, the, for this uh, uh, calendar year, uh, what we're trying to do is create uh, uh, a holiday show for Harlem. So it's going to be Christmas Carol in Harlem. So it will be uh, the Dickens classic, but it's going to be through our lens. Nice. Uh, we like to dust off the classics a little bit. So um, uh, we're really excited about this. And, and, and the reason why is very simple. You know, um, if you come to New York City and you look at the holiday season, 
you know, there's Christmas Carol being done. Uh, there's Nutcracker being done downtown. And what I'm hoping is that, um, you know, people will want to venture uptown to see this fantastic play. And hopefully what we do, this is still in a pilot phase because we're only going to be doing 14 shows. So if we sell enough, what we're hoping is that this will be a yearly thing that will mm. complement the holiday season here in New York City. Wow. So that's, that's what we're going it's, uh, okay. it's uh, ambitious. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we're always constantly, you know, uh, trying to raise money. But we believe that uh, it's time for folks to know that there are fantastic uh, things going, above, going on above 96th Street uh, here in New York City. So, and that's what we're trying to do. I have, two, I have two more questions for you. Sure. You are filming Central Park 5 by Ava DuVernay? Yeah, oh my, I, um, so I, I, my first uh, day of shooting was about a week ago, and then this some sometime here in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few more days uh, as well. I'm uh, I'm really excited, you guys. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you may have seen uh, you know a, a post that was up, but th- th- this you know how people are talking about you know how movies and TV and plays you know they 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 add to the conversation about the world in which we live today. Mm-hmm. This movie, this movie. It's going it's gonna to shatter the criminal justice system. I'm telling wow. you, this story is, is it blew it. You know, when we finished doing the table read, there wasn't a peep. You mm. know, sometimes after a table read, people clap mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, great. You know, there wasn't a peep, man. I'm wow. telling you. Because, you know, the whole, it's about the system. Yeah. It isn't just about the cops and, you know, and a few mm. rogue, you know, uh, uh, you know, detectives. It's about the whole entire system, man. So I can't wait till this piece comes out. And because, um, yeah, there, there, there's something about elements of our society that we need to dismantle mm-hmm. and discuss. And um, and who this this could be one of those pieces that launches that discussion about how we do that. In nice. the same way, you, you probably saw something that I wrote, too, where um, you guys ever heard of the, the book, The New Jim Crow? By yeah. Michelle yeah. Alexander? Mm-hmm. And that right there, that, that changed the game and, and uh, people just. <clears throat> Uh, perspective about the criminal justice system and um, not that people didn't know about it before but it uh, is sort of crystallized about where we were uh, especially when we see the kind of elections that we're having and the kind of things that are happening with our judicial system it it is it's going to be it's going to be something that will be remembered it'll be generationally remembered okay that kind yeah can't wait final question can you tell us does agent donovan does he survive season five Oh, ask Gary. <laughs> yeah, on Courtney's behalf, I'm going to say we're not answering that question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I thought I, hey, it was worth a try. Let yeah. everyone know where you could be found on social media before we let you go. Yeah, so you can get me at uh, Ty Jones NYC on Instagram, T Y Jones NYC. And then uh, on Twitter, you can get me at my initials, T D J NYC, like New York City. And what about, and, uh, uh, do you oh, have, go ahead. And what about information for, um, for your oh, theater company? The theater company, yeah. yes. You'll find all of our information at cthnyc.org. And if you like us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram, we also post everything that we're doing, casting, shows, you name it, and people that we support as well, too, all on our social media. Wonderful. That boy working out here. Thank you so much for joining us, and we're happy for you. you. We got this live chat happy for you. You're doing it out there in in NYC, so uh, congratulations again. Thank you. See you soon, Ty. Thank you so much. Gary, love you, man. Love you, too. See you guys soon. All right. right. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you, Ty. Okay, so we open up 
with news coverage of the with police the killings voice. of Kana Stark. <laughs> Channel 7, uh, Channel 12, WEBD uh, News. All right, so she, she's giving a spill about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then Tariq decides to turn his remote down. And then he hears this arguing. Tasha. Tasha, what you did was wrong. You know what? You motherfuckers have lost your mind. I did what I had to do. You did well. You could have followed the plan. Uh, Tariq's inside the room. He yep. listening. He's like, what the fuck? Okay, Tariq is cursing now? I don't know, right? Yeah. He's yeah. certified. He's certified cursing now, right? He's grown. Caught a body? <laughs> yes, he's he gone. Yeah. He's yeah. done. Tommy's saying we have a plan. Tasha's like, you know where I stood on Kanan, and I came to you about Kanan, Tommy. Tommy's like, when? Tasha's like, but when you were, but you were working with him. How was I supposed to trust you? Tommy says, because we're family. Ghost says, and family doesn't go by each other's back mm. Tommy goes you you're kidding with that shit right both of you know what the point is the point is Tariq could have been killed that's the point listen I did I didn't know that this shit was gonna go down like this okay that's Tommy and Kanan's point Tasha that's her point that that, that was the point mm-hmm. so you know you you, you you give me that look no I, just, I, <laughs> I definitely I definitely agree with that I mentioned that last week I mean I do believe her her plan was well thought out but I do believe that she absolutely put uh um Tariq's life mm-hmm. in danger in and and the fact that she knows who Kanan is like she knows he's a G she mm-hmm. knows he's from these streets you know what I'm saying so and, and what and what also bothers me is as I said before, I believe that Ghost, I mean, I believe that Kanan trained both Tommy and Ghost to be the assassin killers that they are. Mm-hmm. Ghost probably taught his wife, Tasha, who is very com- comfortable with guns, to also be an assassin. So I, I'm not going to drag her too much because we got a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. But um, so then the most forget- unforgettable thing happens. So then Ghost <laughs> says, um, Go says, your plan needed Tariq to make it happen. What? One dead king ain't enough for you and then pull yeah, Boom. Bam. Yeah. Okay. What Tommy, a great line. Tommy Thank says, you. Tommy says you deserve that. So give me some open discussion before <laughs> Tariq actually enters. I just knew we all as an audience felt that line. Um, it just shows how once again, how selfish Ghost is. Oh, the, the what? Like, yes. No. Uh, okay, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> I mean, once again, which we saw a few times this this um, <clears throat> this um episode here, he puts all the blame on other people, uh, Tasha, Angela, later right. on in the yeah, episode. Yeah. And um, I, I'm always team Ghost, but it just opened up my eyes like, damn, dog, you gonna just going to put that on her like that? You know what's great about that is that when we are working with power, you know, Courtney has a thing where she likes everyone to be right in this, both people to be right in the mm-hmm. scene. And if you get that scene, they're all right in the scene. Is mm-hmm. that from Tasha's POV, she did exactly what she thought was the right thing to do in order to protect her son and keep him out of jail. Mm-hmm. So she, she had no idea what was going to happen that, right. you know, came to, I mean... We all, you do know that Kanan's crazy and that we knew he was going to try to protect himself, mm-hmm. but she didn't know it was going to go that, to that extent. Her priority was to take care of her son, so from her POV, she's right. But also, I love that from Ghost's POV, and you're right, he's so hubristic, he thinks everything is basically um, everyone else's fault and he doesn't take responsibility sometimes. And so when he says that to her and she smacks him in the face, there was a moment I actually didn't write the smack in the script. Wow. And I got to give credit where credit's due. Omari uh, was, she should smack me. 
And then we did it, and he took it, and we did it again, and he took it, that's and it was oh, great. And it, and it really brought the scene up. But that's the great thing about working with these actors, and for me directing them, and I've been with them for a long time, is that if you're a director, you should not walk into this group of people as if you know everything. Right, yes, right, right. You right, need right, to right. walk into a, uh, and create a safe place for these people to play. Yes. And so with Omari, I mean, he's just always so alive. And Joe and, and, and Notori, you know, they're always popping. You never know what they're going to give you. So... My thing, my advice to anybody who's going to direct Plower is mm. to go in, have a game plan, but be flexible, be very open, be spontaneous, take the best idea and make it work, and that scene popped because if every, all three of them, and then when Michael comes in, obviously, as Tariq, mm. brought his own piece, you know? Mm. And I was actually standing behind that gray wall when uh, Michael goes, uh, when Tariq goes after Ghost, I was standing behind the thing going, go for him! <laughs> go, don't back down! Go in his face! You know, and yeah. I was creating that mm. crazy environment so mm. that they all like clash up against each other. Oh my so god! Yes. Oh my gosh! Gotta love the it. The genius that yes. is scary. Fun. <laughs> really fun. Yeah, I, that was great. I think it was a great scene, and I think it was great for TV to um, for Tasha to slap him. But I'm mm. never okay for anyone to hit anybody in relationships. Oh, regardless. interesting. Um, right. Because their system. So I I refer to Tommy, Tasha, and Ghost as McDonald's. They mm. have this very system. They have this great system where they had. McDonald's does not have the best burger, but they have the best system, which is why they have billions served every day. Mm -hmm. So now their system has been flawed for several reasons. Tariq is involved. So their system has been flawed. So McDonald's is not selling the way that they used to sell because of that. So because their system is is flawed, that's why you have the the fighting. That's why you have the slaps and that's why you have all this this crazy chaos. Mm -hmm. And because there because there's chaos no one is really listening to each other everybody has to everybody is blaming everybody and mm-hmm. the system is is flawed and until the three of them can have a a corporate a business meeting mm-hmm. it's it's interesting what you say about the system because the system is broken, yeah. right? Yes. And so what's really interesting about their relationship, and I believe that they're all family and they love each other inherently underneath all of the mess, mm-hmm. but their trust has been broken. And once in any relationship, you know, familial, romantic, you know, uh, friendship, once the trust is broken, <clears throat> you, you know, everyone's looking side-eye what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they're all playing each other because mm-hmm. they're always like, you don't have my best interest right. at heart, so mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, let me just say this, though. I don't necessarily condone anybody hitting one another because mm-hmm. I, I especially tell girls, like I have two two girls, and mm-hmm. I always say, don't mm-hmm. ever hit a boy without expecting for him to hit you back. Mm-hmm. This is, um, you know, I just, that's my belief. Um, so you should be, if you do that, be expecting, you know, something else. In that situation, though, yeah. he gonna get slapped, okay? <laughs> and that slap was warranted. You gonna bring my other kid up into this? Like, that was one of those moments where cool. that needed to happen. Sometimes yeah. it's like, it's almost like cuss words. You know, like, usually I don't curse, but sometimes you need to make a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you put the emphasis on that thing. That's what that slap did. So, okay, as you were, Ben. I'm with Robin on that, though, just to say. <laughs> I, I agree. Didn't deserve yeah, it. I, I love agree. that you did because it. Because yeah. we... <laughs> I can keep going, but I'm not going to do that. I've said what I have to say. Okay, so so Tariq, so Tariq says I'm done. He walks out while Tasha and uh, and and Tommy are yelling various types of fuck words. Tariq comes out and says it wasn't Mom's idea; it was mine. I knew Kana wasn't going to go back to jail, but I didn't tell Mom he was going to get out or go without a fight. So. Um, I've already stated about Tasha and what I've said, um, but then. Um, to, uh, Tommy says, Tariq, you knew. Tommy, uh, Tariq says, I knew exactly how it will go down. Uncle Tommy, I thought maybe if he killed himself, then it would be, uh, then he would be able to, fi- it would be able to fix everything. I started a problem and I fixed it. 
you're lying because if you knew that that was going to go down, you wouldn't be you wouldn't have been in a cop in a squad car like. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that intentionally is just sort of Tariq is covering yeah. his ass in yeah, that yeah. scene. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's like, yeah. basically, one thing that he's hanging on to is that everything's fucking good. So why are everyone flipping? Why is everyone yeah. tripping? Right. Yeah. I fucking handled Facts. it, right? right. You're yeah. supposed to be the adults. You didn't do shit. Yeah. And that's his, that's, you know, I mean, I like that he has that little G in him. Yeah. And he's defending himself. Um, and then he gets shut down, obviously, mm-hmm. by Obviously, uh, yeah. He, he, got, he totally got shut down. Mm-hmm. But what I really love about that is that we see him becoming more like Ghost every, every single, single moment. Episode, because yeah. Ghost is like that. Ghost, I mean, he, he's, he does think, but he's in that, he's a lot, you know, he finds himself in situations where he's like, okay, think. Mm-hmm. What do you got to mm-hmm. do right now? And yeah, I handled it. What, what's wrong? Like, what yeah. do you do? What's the problem? You know, that's sort of what Ghost would say. So yeah. I like that we're seeing that come out of him. Now, let's go forward. So, um, so... Obviously, he was disrespectful. He raised his voice at Tommy. Um, a ghost grabs him by the face and says, "You know, have some effort and respect." Yeah. And so he tells him to go, to, you know, go to your room and go get um, uh, your bags because we're going to take you to the train station. And then you already said that you were kind of instigating with, with Tariq. Oh, yeah. With Michael, the actor. Uh, I rewound that scene, by the way, at least five times. Like, Mm -hmm. I just kept going. It was so intense. It was so, it was one of my favorite scenes. I have two favorite scenes in that, uh, in this episode, but it was so good. I also just like the, because we haven't seen Tasha, Tommy, and Ghost together in a scene together. Yeah. And I love this scene. To open up with that and they, and they go at it, I thought, I thought that was like a real family, too. Like, that's how a family would argue. When I came into that scene, you know, um, I I said to uh, Naturi, I said, this is like a bunker scene, and the Mm -hmm. idea that we stay. By the couch where she was sitting down, and the yeah. men were over her, mm-hmm. and no one's gonna fuck with Natasha that way. So that's yeah. and, and we found the moment where she stood, stood up, up and held her own with mm-hmm. them and went yeah. at it. It was really electric. So when they're at the train station, um, I'm gonna just skip and go. Says, "What do you want from me, Tariq? Huh? What do you want from me, boy?" And then Tariq says, "Probably, uh, uh, probably one of my favorite lines. It's gonna be probably one of the most famous lines." He says, "Teach me the motherfucking game, Ghost. Teach me the motherfucking game, Ghost. Come through, okay? I would, I would rather fucking kill you than let you, um, than let you into this life. So whatever gangster moment you're feeling, make sure it's the last one." Tariq says. This is who I am. These dudes don't change who I am. I'm going to miss my train. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a lot to say about this scene, but um, if anybody wants to go first. Jimmy, go ahead. I just wanted to chime in on one more <laughs> line because I've been around some thug-ass dudes, all right? And I know one thing, um, gangsters don't have no type of remorse, you know? They do whatever, and they just keep them moving on, right? So when he said um, our f- our family's Oh, yeah. ruined yeah. why should ours be any different yeah. that, that just shows he don't care yeah. it's like it's over with I'm done boom and he's like, losing empathy I mean yeah. it's really interesting because when we were shooting the scene you can imagine we shot that scene I don't know if you know New York well but mm. we were shooting in front of Grand Central which right? I was wondering too I, I saw some extra background oh my gosh it was hard yeah. you know lock all that down but the yeah. thing is that we had power fans all around us we were in the mm. middle we had to get a homeless person out of the thing it was like you know, mm. really and we had to get it in and we had to do it fast and when we were doing the scene Omari so brought his game and, and you know and they were really into it and um Michael delivered the line, and and the script, I didn't use the word motherfucker Mm -hmm. um, uh, for... um, uh, Michael's Michael. line yeah. and um, and watching the scene I knew that I needed something else like you know and so I went over to Michael and I whispered to him, and I said this time go right at him and say and use the word motherfucker in it and he did it and bam and that's the take that we used in the mm-hmm. uh, in the episode and they were both so great in it I don't know if you know just to give Omari props in that scene is after he's uh, Tariq says to him like 
uh, I have no remorse. That's just the line you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And these suits don't fucking make you. Blah, blah. <gasps> that was a um, dope line, too. Omari, did you see Omari's face? Mm-hmm. He was so hurt and full of emotion because mm-hmm. part of him wants to kill his fucking yeah. son because yeah. he's not listening to him. And the other part is heartbroken mm-hmm. that his son has turned out like this. It was yeah. a great scene for me. I loved it. Now, I, I do have to say um, that that um, I don't know a black father, including myself, who would not have slap the shit out of Tariq. There comes a point in a time where regardless if the regardless if the father is wrong, mm-hmm. there's a thing about respect and Tariq has completely overstepped the boundaries yeah. 10 times in regards to disrespect. Yeah. He's cursing. Uh, he's calling him ghost. Talking back. He's not, you know, he's... And dis- he's stepping to him more than any. He's putting yeah. his right. chest out, stepping to him. Yeah. And, and, and there comes a point, obviously this is TV, obviously this is TV, but um, that was the only part, although I enjoyed it, that was the only part that didn't feel authentic to me because... Like, as I said before, I don't know a black parent, including myself, who would not have at least knocked the shit out of Tariq by now. <laughs> I will tell you, though, just to uh, yeah. just to defend the other side of it, yeah. mm-hmm. is that I feel like, um, and I agree with you, I mean, I think most kids, certainly where I come from as well, they would be beat down mm-hmm. um, if they step up to anybody like that. But the other thing that I feel like, and I get it, it's in Omari's reaction and Ghost's reaction to him, is I feel like if Ghost puts hands on him, he'll never take them off. And so that's the last restraint. You know how vicious, how violent he is in his life as ghost mm-hmm. and so as Jamie St. Patrick plus he was right in the middle of Grand Central right. all this fucking shit everybody on there if he ever made a move on the boy at that moment all shit would have blew up yeah. so as a, and thank you for, for saying that but even as a viewer right I'm looking at the fact that I can you can feel he wants to come yes. at yes. Tariq yeah. everything in him he was like I would rather, I'd rather fucking kill, kill you, you. Yeah. so that shows Ooh, you him because yeah. that, that's what's bringing out of me <laughs> bam it's coming out you know the passion yeah. but anyway plus the fact that he's in public he's mm. in front of Grand Central yeah. um, number two Look at every... There's so many layers to that. Because yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Well, I come from I a black ho- yeah. household as yeah. well. It just wouldn't have gone down like that. But there's so many layers to what's going on in, in Ghost's life. He is still in the center of attention. He yeah. still just got done with all of that stuff. People are still <laughs> watching him. He yeah. can't find himself back in um, you know, in harm's way either. Mm-hmm. You know, So I just think it's different levels to it. But I feel you. Got yes. it. And then um, I'm going to just skip a little bit. So Tariq, uh, Vinny, and the fake ID. So Tariq goes to Vinny to get mm-hmm. assistance uh, with him helping sell the drugs at school. And then he gets a fake ID. Uh, his new name is Eric Stark in order to get... Canaan's ashes. Just a, a super quick comment. Quickly. Quick, super, yeah. super quick. Okay, so quickly, uh, Gary, the fact that you guys knew that Michael was um, trained and, you know, he had it's learned Italian, Italian yeah. that that was intentional. All of this is intentional, even Absolutely. the fact that he's learning that in school at, at Choke, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I love the fact that the, you're using that. You so know, good, um, yeah. it's just, I love, so, I love how he came into that scene and everything that Tariq is doing right now. I love, even though I don't like what's happening with Tariq, right? I love that we can see this growth. And this kid is taking the show. He is like, listen, I am ghost. I'm yeah. mini ghost, and I'm a part of him as well as Tasha. And I'm going to put all of that into one and um, and move forward and, and get my business going. What I love about uh, Tariq's character this season and where we're going with him as we move forward is just sort of the idea is that we meet Ghost when he's already uh, matured, right? So the miseducation of of uh, Tariq Stark. Hmm. Uh, well, Stark. St. Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. well, look yeah. at you. <laughs> but um, but the cool thing is is that we didn't see Ghost become Ghost, but we have a great opportunity to dramatize. Yeah. how he became Ghost through his son. Yeah. I, that's where we're taking those steps. Yeah. That's good. Okay, so moving forward with Ghost and Angela. Uh, Ghost says, you know, how could you, Angela, when he came into the, uh, when he came to her apartment to see her later in conversation? <clears throat> she's, um, 
Later in conversation says, you know, this is all on you. Angela says, I tried to talk to you about Andre Coleman. I tried to make it, make you see that it was a bad option. You shut me down. You were determined to do things your way. Go says, my way, drug dealers and murderers get hurt. Your way, innocent people die. Great line. Do we agree that's a good point that Ghost made or do you not... I think it was a good point. Okay, so I mean, move people forward. die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> move forward. Angela says um, your way would have uh, your way wouldn't have worked, Jamie. When you get an idea stuck in your head, there's no talking. Uh, there's no talking you out of it. Andre Coleman was the wrong person to frame, and Tasha told me you had a separate agenda uh, for him. Ghostin uh, retaliates. Angela says, "How many times have you kept me in the dark, promising uh, me that you got it all under control? You deceived me time and time again because it was convenient for you." Uh, Ghost says, "How do I trust you again?" Angela says, I did it all to save Tariq. Okay, now I got some words for you, Mr. Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so I've wrote in my notes, everyone blames Ghost for being selfish and leaving them in the dark. Well, Angela's a no-brainer. She was on the good side. You know, she, obviously he wouldn't tell her. Was on the good side. But Mm -hmm. as far as Tommy and Tasha, when they took the Serbs out, um, when they took the Serbs out of Club Troop before Ghost was arrested, whose plan was that? When Stern did uh, Ghost Dirty, whose plan was it to take Stern out and get the club back? Whose plan was it when they had to take out the first distro? Um, I forget his name, but he the the, the um, Lobos. Lobos. Whose plan was it? So how is it that everybody can always talk about ghosts and how he's this and he's that, but he's always saving people's asses? And then if you want to go back in conversation, how many times did he, has he saved Tommy uh, when he was a little boy and getting beaten up walking down the Multiple street? Multiple times. How is, it, how is Ghost this bad, selfish person when he's always looking out not only for him, but for his family, his brother Tommy and his wife Tasha? Why is he the bad guy? Well, actually, I, yeah, I think I, I think that actually a lot of people, including Jimmy, seems yeah. to think that also that Ghost is can be. I feel like when he does these, because I agree with you, I think mm-hmm. he does really good things to help people, and mm-hmm. that ennobles him to us as a mm-hmm. hero on yeah. the show. And that's why most people love him because most people don't have the balls right. or the guts to do what he has to do, even if they're unpopular choices. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, "Fuck that, I'm doing it." Not to mention uh, Andre Coleman, he got him. I just, I just, can somebody tell me why is he so bad? I just, I just want to know. Ghost. Yes. Why? Why is he? Why is he I this bad, selfish person? Angela, she's been coming through, right? I think we can all ag- agree, right? Okay. So in that scene, there, he specifically, he specifically said, "I did all of this to save." Tariq, and then Ghost responds, but you didn't save him. So he gives her absolutely no credit in everything that Mm. she's been trying to do, Mm -hmm. even though she's saving herself at the end. So I I just think with Ghost, it's like either you got the job done, okay, Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. If not, Yeah, but at the same time, I really do feel like um, Ghost is in an uncomfortable position in the sense that people are now starting to take things away from him, like decisions that he would have normally made and they're Mm -hmm. making them. And I don't think he's used to being in control. Mm -hmm. We always joke about how Ghost, James and um, Jamie are three different people. right? right? (laughs) And so Ghost himself is usually polished. He's on top of it. He knows exactly what to do. And these are calls like he knew that he Mm -hmm. was going to set up Dre. He knew that, you know, he had a plan. And when that got taken away from him and then it, it got shot mm-hmm. down you know what I mean mm-hmm. ultimately worked out but yeah. you mm-hmm. know put Tariq's life in danger mm-hmm. I think that that makes him feel uncomfortable as well so mm-hmm. okay so moving forward with Proctor Mock Saxon goes Sue Mock says um so they so Mock and Cooper Sachs basically tells uh, Proctor that he has to wear wire. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, I just put him on those. Proctor's a, uh, he's an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll move forward. <laughs> Proctor then tells Ghost that he's wearing the wire during the conversation. So just give me any opinions okay, that so you have. Okay, so here's the deal. Yeah. What I loved about that scene. First of all, that was my second favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Loved mm-hmm. that scene. Um, 
I loved how Ghost gave him some sense of like comfort because I think that Proctor had been feeling like, you know, really like in his feelings and emotional. And obviously I understand why so many different things are coming at him and all of that. But when he said, you're like family, mm-hmm. he, he gave changed. him that comfort. He, gave he him that, literally okay. everything on his, he was just like, Cause you're, the, right. The, you're right. We yeah. are family. So he wrote, he went down and I don't know. And maybe this is something you can give us some insight um, to if he would have taken that step beforehand. Mm-hmm. It, it was like at that moment, he decided like, listen, I'm gonna look out for you and just let you know. Yeah. Robin's good. She's like a dramaturge yeah. uh, because it's really good. You get, you get exactly how we broke down that scene because in fact, when we walk into that scene is he's shaking. nervous. He's shaking. It's really cool the way the scene pivots and you picked up on it exactly the way it's supposed to, which is that he goes into it with the intention because he's being pressed they're going to take away his kid he's mm-hmm. fucking has all this shit coming at him I've got to protect he's the same way as goes. i got to protect my family so he's going to do that thing to make it happen and then in the middle of it when he's looking eyeball to eyeball with Ghost he and he says you know we're family mm. he's like right I can't do it mm. yeah, and he yeah. writes it down boom so which two um, have you seen the Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. That that exact scene was that w- yeah. where it's from? No, we didn't pull that. Actually, we came up with that in the room just to pull it, but that's a good mm. reference. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the thing with Proctor is he knows that Mock and Cooper have nothing, and they're just they're punking him. I just wish I think the fans would wish that Proctor would be smart enough, being that he's a lawyer and that he has this this hook. Not no, not hook. Excuse me. That he has this um. Savvy, savvy side to him mm-hmm. that he would do something to to save right. his ass. Why not wear wire and take down? But anyway, moving forward, um, hmm. did Proctor? So, do you guys think that Proctor um, did he re- did he redeem himself when he warned him about Angela? When he warned uh, when Ghost, because what he because what he said was he what he said and what he said um, he says. Um, you need to listen to me. They're going in hard. She needs to go. You need to choose yourself or you will be doing life. And he basically broke down how the feds are after her mm-hmm. and that they're trying mm-hmm. to pin. So my question is, do you think that um, in, did he redeem himself? For me, he does yeah. redeem himself in that moment. And we'll see where it goes, you know, obviously in the finale and then um, and see what's up. But in that scene, he does redeem himself because what he did was he chose his best like family, the guy mm-hmm. in front of him yeah. over somebody who he feels personally is disposable, which is Angela, because she's going to blow up all of their shit because he's going to have all a problem as well as Ghost. Right. So in that moment, I felt like he was picking his boy over Angela, and that redeems him in my eyes because I feel like he was being loyal to him in that moment. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. Speaking of agreement and uh, all of this stuff that we're doing, uh, <laughs> listen, After Buzzers, our network produces our after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows from dramas, reality, sci-fi, all of these things. And you guys know this, but we definitely need your help. We need you to subscribe to our channel. Um, just come on, you guys. Go ahead and do that. Um, and by subscribing here, you don't worry necessarily about those notifications because I get it. I understand how they can be annoying sometimes, but you don't have to worry about that because they're definitely optional. But you guys can continue to help us to be the ESPN of TV talk. We definitely appreciate you and good looking out. Okay, so Bam. Okay, so <laughs> Okay, so now we subscribe. <laughs> okay, so now we have um we have Drake, Crystal Ball, Alicia and so forth. So, um so Alicia decides to remove Dre um and put Crystal Ball number 1. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Angela then goes to Andre and gets him to make a deal to help get Alicia off the streets, um, saying that it helps the both of us. And then she obviously threw in the fact that, you know, he's going to go, um, he's going to get the, um, he's going to get a, go to jail. Or I think 
said that he he's gonna get the needle, the, or the, needle. needle. Yeah. The, the needle or something. So then Crystal Ball meets with Andre. Crystal Ball, like an idiot, goes and tells him what's going down with he and mm-hmm. Alicia. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and tells uh, uh, Andre goes and tells. Angela, Angela, what yeah. happens, and then boom, they go on the rest. I thought that was too easy. I personally. was thinking too. Yeah, the pacing of the show. Yeah, because at yeah. the top of the episode, you got this issue, and then she thinks of an idea, and then boom, next scene is done. Okay. So talk about that. Well, you know, I mean, in TV, you have to allot for time. We don't have yeah. enough real estate to really yeah. dive into, like, do all the intricacies of mm-hmm. how that happens. Well, that mm-hmm. would be teased out over, like, two episodes or something. Mm-hmm. So in order to move the story forward, you, as a writer on a show, you need to uh, make decisions of, like, what's more important to you. Is it mm-hmm. more important to you to, to move the story quickly yeah. or is it more important to show what they would do in order like all the bureaucracy or the paperwork and stuff and we lean into we need that moment to be now mm-hmm. so let's okay. do that now so very quick question when uh, in that hallway when Dre talks to Angela and he turn, he gives up the information and he turns around he gives the smirk the mm-hmm. infamous smirk yeah. that's yeah. how it is smirk, right? it's yeah. really it's great um is that smirk like I got? I'm gonna get my position back. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them arrested. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna get them fucked up. I just delivered Angela to Angela. I delivered Alicia and Cristobal. Fuck okay. y'all. I'm gonna do me. Perfect. So then, how is if Dre is under uh, Alicia right now? Mm-hmm. How then, if that connect is out of the way, how does Dre succeed? He was basically everyone's doing like you just said. Everyone does what they think is the best decision at that moment of time. He thinks in order for him to survive, what he needs to do is to get rid of uh, deliver Alicia and uh, Crystal Ball to Angela because that's going to make him a free bird. Okay. And so, so it's more about like, his life than it is exactly, career or exactly, anything. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Joey arrives late to meet uh, with with Tommy, Teresi, and Sammy because the truck got stopped when they were trying to make the deliveries. Uh, so Sammy questions uh, uh, Tommy, calls him a wild card. The whole entire episode, Sammy has 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 been, it out, has it out, it has it out yeah. for Tommy because things are just not adding up, right? So things are not just adding up. And um, speaking of that, when you say that the time was moving, um. Was that information just not important enough to actually show Joey and that whole situation? 100%. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, so then, so from there, um, um, from there, uh, Sammy tells Teresi that they have some concerns about Tommy. Um, and what are your thoughts on Teresi taking out his best friend for his son, Tommy, who he's barely knew? Personally, for me, I loved the that we went in that direction because I felt like it's again prioritizing your relationship yeah. and and in that moment you know he's had a whole life not knowing his kid yeah. and so he's made a choice over Tommy he's <clears throat> willing to sacrifice his buddy Sammy for his new relationship with his son Tommy and I think that's realistic you know what I mean I mean it, he didn't want to do it he was yeah. forced into the situation which too uh, Tommy walked in right when Sammy was about to spill the beans so was yeah. that yeah. why he, he was like Okay, done. Okay, but so, and correct me because you're right here, Mm -hmm. Gary. So um, that scene felt more like Teresi was just saving himself. Yes. Oh, I'm I'm really glad you guys felt that way, though, because I love when a scene isn't just one thing and and it's polarizing and you can feel one thing or the other. A lot of people, I think, do feel that he was saving himself in that scene, but I also think what he was protecting was his relationship with Tommy Tommy, because Sammy was just about to say, your Your father father is a fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. And then also, there was a conscience of Connie. Connie was telling him he needs to do the right thing and Mm -hmm. that that when I die, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, Tommy's it. So... Mm -hmm. 
although he was telling Sammy, yes, I'm going to I'm going to uh, uh, spill the beans uh, about the Mike Sandoval and he's going to put the blame all on Ghost. I do believe that he was really doing that and that he was playing Sammy because. Yeah. He, at the, the, we're talking yeah, about the scene yeah, at the, uh, yeah. when they were eating. Yeah. I definitely agree yeah. with that. But I think I think probably for the past couple episodes, I think in his mind, he had the intentions of wanting to uh, not rat his son out which yeah. is why he was taking so long to give information yeah i yeah. agree with you're that. right actually i mean it's i think again and that actor bill sadler is a great guy and mm-hmm. what was really great for him is that when he came out of prison he was 100 percent gonna rat out tommy egan he was gonna hand him over no fucking problem mm-hmm. oh wow yes and so but it was his building his relationship <clears throat> with his son tommy mm-hmm. that he started and with connie in his ear that he started to create doubt and this new relationship changed for him and he was willing to sacrifice his best friend for the possibility of not timing out a son and being with his kid mm-hmm. well let's move because move so, yeah, we only have yeah. four minutes so um so the thought what are your thoughts on uh Teresi's final moments with his wife now i just want to ask you because that actress mercedes rules she's oscar winner she oscar won, winner tony winner. Yeah, yeah she won uh fisher king yeah fisher king is that the first um oscar uh winner that you ever directed for me yes uh-huh. yeah and she was great. I mean, yeah. it was an incredible... She was, you know, she took direction. Mm-hmm. She wanted direction. Mm-hmm. She had opinions. Um, I really enjoyed working with her. And Bill Sadler loved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts on any parts on the, on the conversation? And we can no. move on. Okay, yeah. so... Um, so once Teresi leaves um, seeing Connie, you know the last words was to him was um, I'll I'll see you to- I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, so yeah. it was he knew. He, he go, so he, knew. He, he gets in the car and he even tells Tom he was like I know you got to do what you got to do. So when they go back to the house as he's packing his bags, there's a song that's playing by Bishop Braggs, and as he shoots him, the the lyrics are saying the lyrics are dead man's arms. Yeah. Ooh, what are your that. What are your thoughts? Well. Um, I just, gosh, the the entire scene from, you know, in the car was just heartbreaking mm-hmm. on so many levels. And when when Teresi realized or when he got confirmation that Tommy was not taking him to Vincent mm-hmm. and he was all, it, it was, mm-hmm. oh God, it was like he had this hope, you know, like, okay, you know, good, like we, we can make this okay. Or, you know, at least I know I'm not going to die tonight, you know, with Vincent and everything like that. And um, kind of like hope back in his mm-hmm. son again. You know what I mean? It was, I, it was I didn't take it that way. I thought... I thought the moment when he started questioning him in the car, mm-hmm. I think he knew he was a dead man walking, which is why he told him, "Go, go, go, say, uh, go." When he told him, "Go, uh, go see your mom, uh, go see your right, wife." Right, I'm talking about when he got back in the car from seeing Connie. But he, I, I think that I, whole time, I think he knew he was a dead man. When he stopped in the hallway, yeah. um, in, you, in that moment, he yeah. looked back. There's an yeah. exit, yeah. Exit, yeah. Was it, were, were we hearing Connie cry? No. We weren't hearing no. that? He stopped and he looked, he looked at the back exit, the exit. like that was an option? Exactly. What yeah. we wanted, what I wanted to intend was that when he looked at the exit, that he was thinking, can I fucking like ditch this guy and walk out right, the back? Right, right, like, yeah, you yeah. Know? And then he turns around and he's like, no, I'm going to face this motherfucker. Oh, I'm going to face, face my it. son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he walks out, but Robin, I want to tell you, I think you're really good with script and that you get the intentions that at least for me as a writer, I was trying to get across because... Because we were going for that exactly, which is that when he gets in the car, he's ready to face the dead. He, mm-hmm. he's, he's a dead man walking. From yeah. the exit sign to the car walk, yeah. dead man walking. Kill me, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. When he gets in the car with Tommy, and you get got 100%, when Tommy basically says, I'm going to take you home, yeah. we, I wanted the audience to be like, oh, man, 
He's got some hope. He's got a chance. And when we shot the scene where he came into the house and he's going for the bag. <laughs> and speaking of hope, go right ahead. There was a gun inside of the bag. He could have used it. He could have turned the shit around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he didn't. Yep. Yep. Okay. Because that's what I thought. There were so many different things that yeah. we, I mean, gosh, that we just don't have time to dig into. But mm-hmm. even when uh, when he saw the exit sign but decided to keep going, mm-hmm. we thought for a second because Tommy was looking mm-hmm. kind Tommy. of like, well, is he going to come? You and get what I'm saying? Yeah. Tommy low-key like, didn't want to. Like, that, that's what I got. That's it. Tommy was I like, I wanted you to feel that way. Like, fuck, you okay. can't. Now I have to do I this. I gotta do yeah. this. Right. Because like, exactly. okay. he we looked did. and he was just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You should fucking run. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. What was also um, uh, a sad moment for me is when he was saying how there was someone else who portrayed... Uh, yes. Um, Holly. Some, someone portrayed him. He mm-hmm. said, you know, this this necklace. Yeah. Did I ever tell you where I got this from? Yeah. And so after this happens, then he goes to his mom's house where he gets a call from Keisha. He ignores it. He goes up to his mom's room who has a bat uh, because she hears <laughs> My mom noise. always had a bat by her bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And because <laughs> she know that Tommy is not talking to her, she didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. And then when Tommy says, you know, Mom, Teresi, I had to kill him, mm-hmm. he hops into the bed and he said, I had to kill him. And she said, you did the right thing. That's um, my favorite scene of the whole episode. Oh, gosh. And then uh, Tommy, I mean, the real tears... He, it was what I loved about that scene was we saw two sides of Tommy. We yes. saw that emotional, but he's not normally emotional. He's mm-hmm. Tommy. You he's get Tommy. what I'm saying? So he kind of flipped. You know, the heart he flipped yeah. real quick. You know, it was like that was there. It was, he was really um, feeling that, but um, he was Tommy at the end of the day. So he just kind of like yeah. got himself together. Mm-hmm. What I also love going back to that scene where mm-hmm. Tommy did shoot him, ter- how Teresi went out. Teresi went out like a G. Yeah, you know, he, he put just his said, chest yeah, up he like this. It, yeah. right, he right, was yeah, like, exactly what you said. Like, listen, let's do it. Like, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That last scene we shot um, a couple times. Uh, we did it with no dialogue at all between uh, Tommy and uh, Kate's mom, and I love that. And that scene is really personal to me because it reminds me of my brother and my mom when I was a kid. I lost my parents when I was like twelve, but um, it was just a, one of my favorite scenes because it, it literally turned out exactly the way they had envisioned it when I wrote mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, um, and and Joe was so fucking good because you just said as well. He came in the room like a stone killer, like a stone cold killer. And then he, he sort of collapsed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and then she basically gave him permission to kill the father. Mm-hmm. Um, so since you wrote and directed this episode, you know, I like how, what you just said and you kind of talked about it a little bit. Were you able to was the final product, the outcome, what you sort of envisioned in your mind? I'm really happy to say, yeah, you know, Courtney has just been so great to me and um, she really lets me do my thing. Mm-hmm. And uh she trusts me, trust again, really. Mm-hmm. And, so, and and then the actors, I love them, and I feel that they I trust them and they trust me. And yes, when I wrote it and uh, we shot it, I got to do exactly what I wanted to do. So if you if you hated it, that's because of me. And if you liked it, it's because of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, wow. we are wrapping, but there's just a couple questions that I promise we have to get out and then we'll wrap. The final moment <laughs> is when Angela goes to the office and she's surrounded by everybody in the task force, including Blanca Rodriguez. And... <laughs> They tell her, um, we are charging you with with conspiracy. You're a part of this criminal organization, and you're going to pay for your crimes. Angela says, you don't have any proof against me. Mark says, when I told uh, Tony Teresi was our CI, it was a test. Donovan says, we found the body, Angela. Angela says, well... How well did you protect your CI? Mock says, that's not the question. Sachs says, yeah, the question is, who did you tell? Tanika says, no more games, Angela. Now you're going to give us everything on St. Patrick and everybody you are both affiliated with or you are going down right along with them. Sachs had a great line. He said, if you're confused about anything, yeah. 
look, right? <laughs> yes. And I, yeah. I was like, what? Saxon, his subtlety, his mm. humor is yes. just genius. Mm. He is just really, really great. Um, yeah, that was a great scene, and that's definitely a great setup for. I mean, obviously, all of you know, not all, but a lot of next uh, the, the the finale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's going to be great. Um, we could talk about that, but also, I guess maybe we haven't had time for predictions, but we didn't talk about how Tariq has uh, signed himself up as Tariq Stark, and yeah. that, and I, yeah. I believe that that is going to become a very large uh, Eric story. Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah Eric we, Stark. Sorry, yeah. not Tariq Eric Stark. Stark. Yeah. Eric Stark. We always love to end episode with a question like, "How the hell is uh, this once again yes. going to get out of this how situation?" And then we'll answer that in uh, the next episode in the finale in five ten. But that particular scene was so great to um, to shoot. And uh, I want to shout out just to my DP, Mauricio Rubenstein, and my cameraman, because when we were designing this, my, my concept, in my concept meeting for the production team, I just said, for me, it's Angela and Tommy, however we can dramatize visually with clothes, mm-hmm. with mm. production design, that their worlds are shrinking uh, until the very end of the episode. Um, let's do that. And so my cameraman and my, my DP, Mauricio, uh, suggested that beautiful overhead shot that so comes good. down over the so table good. and literally yeah. the tables are turning on Angela yeah. oh, wow. and uh, that was uh, Mauricio and I'm so grateful to have them in my life for this episode it was awesome yeah. Robin and Jamie uh, a quick question if you see anything from the live chat okay so there was a couple topics that we couldn't get uh, we couldn't discuss Keisha and Tommy and we couldn't uh, discuss Councilman Tate but um, Keisha got a uh, donkey of the day Okay, on Charlamagne God. Yes. Okay. Um, do you have anything else, Charlamagne? <laughs> um, no, there are more statements in here. People mm-hmm. are, you know, kind of going mm-hmm. right along with the episode. But um, I know Kwame wanted to know. I think it was uh, the question was answered. How you came up with that that beginning scene mm-hmm. of you know Tasha, Tommy, and and uh, mm-hmm. Ghost. But you kind of talked yeah, about yeah. that a little bit. And I just, I, I just, I, I personally, I just want to congratulate you for being uh, for for not only writing and directing this episode, but you've also have been bumped to co-creator. Yeah. I'm sorry, co-showrunner. Yep. And so congratulations to you. When did you get word? Who like what happened? Did you get a call? What happened? No, no Courtney and I are friends, yeah. not just uh, colleagues. Yeah. And so you know, Courtney and I, you know, discussed it, and uh, she uh, said we should do this. And so I was grateful. And we've been working so close together that we're so in sync that. Um, it's, it just feels like a natural evolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, what what's more? Uh, what's coming for you, Gary? You know, I'm again a really lucky guy. I am doing Power. Obviously, this uh, next season, season six, I'll be directing. I'll be directing episode six oh nine. I'll be writing episode six oh nine. And uh, I am also uh, developing another show with stars, which I'm excited about. I have a feature that we're putting together right now uh, that I'm really stoked on. And I just wrote a script that. After directing this episode makes me think I'm not even going to go out with it. I'm going to just hold on to it until I'm free to direct it myself, a movie, which I'm yeah. really wow. stoked with. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it's sort awesome, of my man. coming of age, yeah. There you go, Gary. So, I'm just so happy yeah. for you. We're all happy That's for dope, you, Gary. So great to be here. And we want to thank you. The Power family thanks you. You guys are so supportive. Thank you. We love all coming here. Everybody that you have come here always yeah. has a good time. Yeah. Oh, good, And good. there's nothing but love. So yeah. thank you Okay, so, much. so I have to drag something out of you. So next week for the finale, it's a super-sized episode. So it's about 75 to 80 minutes. And so can you give us something? Um, Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so as we wrap, as, as we wrap does anyone have any predictions uh uh just that eric stark is yeah. gonna be major yeah. if any streets yes yes well what I, what i will say is um in the previews angela has been given 24 hours 
and um, they're giving her 24 hours for two reasons because they can't really pin her uh, so there is kind of a somewhat of a threat but someone who is as smart as Angela 24 hours is more than enough time for her to get her shit together and for her to figure this out so with that being said, I think this is going to be um, I think this is going to be a great finale. Mm. I do believe that we will be um, we will be tricked into thinking that someone dies, mm. but it won't necessarily be a death. But we will be under the impression that like that it totally hits the fan. But because the writing is so great, people are thinking it's either Tommy. Um, Tasha. Uh, Tasha, no, no, Tasha is far fetched to me. That's, I'm, talk, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the fans. The, the, thing. Yeah, the yeah, fans thing, think but so. they think it's Tommy, Tasha, um, um, Angela, or Dre. That's that's gonna go. It's gotta be Dre, man. Um, I, I will. Wants yeah. to <laughs> I, and I'm gonna say this, and then I'll, we can go. Um, I do foreshadowing is huge on mm-hmm. on power. Change, I believe yeah. that um, that it could be Tommy. And then um, Teresi said he had a line in this episode that said, uh, "My my son always you always survive" or something like yeah. that. He did say that in this. Oh. So that's just me. That's yeah, just yeah. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I but, gotta tell you, I love that you all really listen to the scripts. It's awesome. You yeah, know, you, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Gary, let us know where we can find you on social media. You know, I'm like uh, I don't know. I don't know my we'll Instagram. Put it, put it up. Yeah. So on, put it up. on Twitter, you're Gary P. Lennon. On IG, you're Gary Lennon. Thank you. Yeah, Bam's yeah. the man. Yeah. Um, you guys can find me, as always, on all of my social media platform at Robin Ayers. Oh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, at the Jimmy V. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. We want to thank our two special guests. We want to thank Mr. Ty Jones, who plays Agent Donovan via Skype um, while he was in New York. Thank you. Shout out to you. Congratulations on everything, Ty. And in studio, we had the writer. Yeah. The boop, director. Boop, 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 uh, boop, boop, boop. Executive producer <laughs> and showrunner, Mr. Gary Lennon. This man. Congratulations. Yeah. You deserve everything Thank that you. you are getting and much success on this phenomenal yeah. show. And, uh, and we want else. you we want Thank you to you. come back. And next yes, time, please, can please. you please give us a shirt, a hat, some merch? <laughs> this swag okay, out. I mean, Everybody what? go to stars.com because they got swag there. Get okay, they got yeah. swag yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll all be in swag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for thank watching. You guys. Thank you. Next thank week you. is a super-sized episode. We'll have more time, so we want to thank you guys yep. for uh, for tuning in, and you just never know who may stop by here at After Buzz TV. Never know. Mm-hmm. Give us a thumbs up, guys. <laughs> See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 